Because I had two influential fathers, I learned from both of them. I had to think about each dad's advice, and in doing so, I gained valuable insight into the power and effect of one's thoughts on one's life. For example, one dad had a habit of saying, I can't afford it. The other dad forbade those words to be used. He insisted I ask, how can I afford it? One is a statement, and the other is a question. One lets you off the hook, and the other forces you to think. My soon-to-be rich dad would explain that by automatically saying the words I can't afford it, your brain stops working. By asking the question how can I afford it? Your brain is put to work. He did not mean that you should buy everything you want. He was fanatical about exercising your mind, the most powerful computer in the world. He'd say, my brain gets stronger every day because I exercise it. The stronger it gets, the more money I can make. He believed that automatically saying I can't afford it was a sign of mental laziness. Although both dads worked hard, I noticed that one dad had a habit of putting his brain to sleep when it came to finances, and the other had a habit of exercising his brain. The long-term result was that one dad grew stronger financially, and the other grew weaker. It is not much different from a person who goes to the gym to exercise on a regular basis versus someone who sits on the couch watching television. Proper physical exercise increases your chances for health, and proper mental exercise increases your chances for health, and proper mental exercise increases your chances for wealth. My two dads had opposing attitudes and that affected the way they thought. One dad thought that the rich should pay more in taxes to take care of those less fortunate. The other said, taxes punish those who produce and reward those who don't produce. One dad recommended, study hard so you can find a good company to work for. The other recommended, study hard so you can find a good company to buy. One dad said, the reason I'm not rich is because I have you kids. The other said, the reason I must be rich is because I have you kids. One encouraged talking about money and business at the dinner table, while the other forbade the subject of money to be discussed over a meal. One said, when it comes to money, play it safe. Don't take risks. The other said, learn to manage risk. One believed, our home is our largest investment and our greatest asset. The other believed, my house is a liability, and if your house is your largest investment, you're in trouble. Both dads paid their bills on time. Yet one paid his bills first while the other paid his bills last. One dad believed in a company or the government taking care of you and your needs. He was always concerned about pay raises, retirement plans, medical benefits, sick leave, vacation days, and other perks. He was impressed with two of his uncles who joined the military and earned a retirement and entitlement package for life after 20 years of active service. He loved the idea of medical benefits and PX privileges though military provided its retirees. He also loved the tenure system available through the university. The idea of job protection for life and job benefits seemed more important, at times, than the job. He would often say, I've worked hard for the government, and I'm entitled to these benefits. The other believed in total financial self-reliance. He spoke out against the entitlement mentality and how it created weak and financially needy people. He was emphatic about being financially competent, one dad struggled to save a few dollars. The other created investments. One dad taught me how to write strong business and financial plans so I could create jobs. Being a product of two strong dads allowed me the luxury of observing the effects different thoughts have on one's life. I noticed that people really do shape their lives through their thoughts. For example, my poor dad always said, I'll never be rich. And that prophecy became reality. My rich dad, 
on the other hand, always referred to himself as rich. He would say things like, I'm a rich man, and rich people don't do this. Even when he was flat broke after a major financial setback, he continued to refer to himself as a rich man. He would cover himself by saying, there is a difference between being poor and being broke. Broke is temporary. Poor is eternal. My poor dad would say, I'm not interested in money, or money doesn't matter. My rich dad always said, money is power. The power of our thoughts may never be measured or appreciated, but it became obvious to me as a young boy that it was important to be aware of my thoughts and how I express myself. I noticed that my poor dad, dad was poor, not because of the amount of money he earned, which was significant, but because of his thoughts and actions. As a young boy having two fathers, I became acutely aware of being careful about which thoughts I chose to adopt as my own. Should I listen to my rich dad or to my poor dad? There is a difference between being poor and being broke. Broke is temporary. Poor is eternal. Although both men had tremendous respect for education and learning, they disagreed about what they thought was important to learn. One wanted me to study hard, earn a degree, and get a good job to earn money. He wanted me to study to become a professional, an attorney or an accountant, and to go to business school for my MBA. The other encouraged me to study to be rich, to understand how money works, and to learn how to have it work for me. I don't work for money. Were words he would repeat over and over. Money works for me. At the age of nine, I decided to listen to and learn from my rich dad about money. In doing so, I chose not to listen to my poor dad, even though he was the one with all the college degrees. A lesson from Robert Frost Robert Frost is my favorite poet. Although I love many of his poems, my favorite is The Road Not Taken. I use its lesson almost daily. The road not taken two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth, then took the other, as just as fair, and having perhaps a better claim, because it was grassy and wanted where those for that the passing there had worn them really about the same and both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh somewhere ages and ages hence. True roads diverged in the wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. And that has made all the difference. Over the years, I have often reflected upon Robert Frost's poem. Choosing not to listen to my highly educated dad's advice and attitude about money was a painful decision, but it was a decision that shaped the rest of my life. Once I made up my mind about whom to listen to, my education about money began. My rich dad taught me over a period of 30 years until I was 39 years old. He stopped once he realized that I knew and fully understood what he had been trying to drum into my often thick school. Money is one form of power. But what is more powerful is financial education. Money comes and goes, but if you have the education about how money works, you gain power over it and begin building wealth. The reason positive thinking alone does not work is because most people went to school and never learned how money works, so they spend their lives working for money. Because I was only 9 years old when I started, the lessons my rich dad taught me were simple. And when it was all said and done, there were only 6 main lessons, repeated over 30 years. This book is about those six lessons, put as simply as possible, just as simply as my rich dad put forth those lessons to me. The lessons are meant not to be answers, but guideposts that will assist you and your children to grow wealthier no matter what happens in a world of increasing change and uncertainty. Chapter 1. Lesson 1. 
The rich don't work for money. The poor and the middle class work for money. The rich have money work for them. Dad, can you tell me how to get rich? My dad put down the evening paper. Why do you want to get rich, son? Because today Jimmy's mom drove up in their new Cadillac, and they were going to their beach house for the weekend. He took three of his friends, but Mike and I weren't invited. They told us we weren't invited because we were poor kids. They did, my dad asked incredulously. Yeah, they did, I replied in a hurt tone. My dad silently shook his head, pushed his glasses up the bridge of his nose, and went back to reading the paper. I stood waiting for an answer. The year was 1956. I was nine years old. By some twist of fate, I attended the same public school where the rich people sent their kids. We were primarily a sugar plantation town. The managers of the plantation and the other affluent people, such as doctors, business owners, and bankers, sent their children to this elementary school. After grade six, their children were generally sent off to private schools. Because my family lived on one side of the street, I went to this school. Had I lived on the other side of the street, I would have gone to a different school with kids from families more like mine. After grade six, these kids and I would go on to the public intermediate in high school. There was no private school for them or for me. My dad finally put down the paper. I could tell he was thinking. Well, son, he began slowly. If you want to be rich, you have to learn to make money. How do I make money? I asked. Well, use your head, son, he said, smiling. Even then I knew that really meant, that's all I'm going to tell you, or I don't know the answer, so don't embarrass me.